today, as we start this celebration, I'm glad to have my friend who I've known for many, many years. Uh, in fact, I knew him before I came to 45th Street. He was a young preacher who was out there having accepted his calling from First Baptist Mountain Park, and we had heard about Antoine Hill. And uh, we had invited him to a revival, and when I got here, I thought that was a voice that our young folk needed to hear. And so we've had Anquan here several times, but today he comes as a co-laborer in the pastoral ministry. And for the last year, he's been the pastor at Mount Lebanon Baptist Church. He happened to succeed a classmate of mine, Willie Gilmore, as the pastor of that church. And I'm so thankful um, that the, the Lord saw fit, fit to place him there. He's also just become our, uh, our neighbor. He lives directly across the street from me and Karen now. He just moved in. He and Monique and Michelle have taken up residence there. So we're looking forward to COVID ending and us being able to share more conversations and get together. But I'm excited about the word that he's going to bring today. Secularly, he works for, um, is it the state of Alabama? Yeah, he works at West Jefferson Prison, helping folk move beyond their reality to another reality. I'm glad the Lord has placed him there because I know he stands as a shining example of what, what can be better. And so I, I know he's using his ministry to help folks there. He's just a good guy. He's a good guy who happens to be a pastor, who happens to be here today to spread the word of God. And so after this next song, the next voice you'll hear will be none other than our friend and brother in Christ, Anquan Hill. And I'm so glad he decided to come. And God who does all things and does all things well. I do bring you greetings as the pastor of the Mount Lebanon Missionary Baptist Church. And I can say this, it is good to be here. Anytime the children of God can gather, anytime the saints of the Lord can gather and have worship, it is an experience that is to be honored and revered and revered that we have the opportunity to come and lift up the name of Jesus as we celebrate the man of God who has hewed in this mountain for 17 years. And as a pastor who only one year, and I've had to do so under the watchful eye of the pandemic. So this, this one year has been an experience and we are, we are pastoring we are pastoring and we are learning to pastor. And, and I, everything that I was trained and prepared to do under the watchful eye of W. J. Gilmore, my pastor who is no longer with us, everything that I was trained and taught how to do, I had to put in my pocket. Because <laughs> when, when time came, I had to improvise. Nevertheless, we do thank God for he has been so good in the face of, in the opposition of, in the challenge of, we can truly say he has kept us in his presence. And he's held us in the hollow of his hand. He's kept us in his bosom that we have endured even until now. He is still 
blessing us. Let us pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you now for another opportunity. Lord God, we thank you for another privilege to stand and declare your holy writ. Father God, we pray now for preaching power. Lord God, we pray for soundness of mind. We pray for clarity. We pray for boldness. Lord God, that your people may be receptive to the undying word of truth. Bless now, Lord, as only you can. Father God, open blinded eye, unstop the deaf ear. Lord God, that as the call goes forth, that some man, some woman, some boy, some girl may inquire, what must I do to be saved? Lord God, we love you. Lord God, we thank you. Lord God, we appreciate the supremacy of your grace. It is in your darling son, Jesus, the resurrected Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Amen, amen. Thank God, thank God for this big-hearted pastor who thought enough of little old me to invite me over to share God's word. Without further ado, turn to the first chapter of the book of Galatians. The first chapter of the book of Galatians. We'll read the first five verses for your hearing. The bulk of the message will come within the first verse. We have a a strong focal point on the first verse. We'll hit all of them, but the bulk of the message will come from that that first verse, uh, the letter of Paul to the church at Galatia. Galatians, the first chapter, verses one through five. And the word of God reads as follows. Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him from the dead. And all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of Galatia, grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. To whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I want to talk with you on the subject this morning. Don't shoot the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. Much can be said about the preacher. Much can be said about the pastor. If anyone in the church is an open book that is routinely examined, it is likely to be the pastor. While he is a strong focus and force, he does his assignments with the best interest and care of the congregation. As the people are diligently studying him, he is twice as intense in his pursuit to guide and protect the believer from erroneous error, false teaching, and Fallacy. As much as you are examining and studying your pastor, do know this, 
His focus and energy is given to honing his delivery, to watching over the flock, to protecting the sheep that God has charged him with shepherding. As much as you are watching him, his focus and energy is given to properly giving to the people what God has given to him. As much as you are watching his every step and or misstep, his focus and energy is given to the spiritual development and the maturation of your social and spiritual life only as it relates to God. As much as you are watching and studying him, understanding his focus and energy is given strictly and solely to making sure you are the best Christian that you can become. You are the best father that you can become. You are the best mother that you can become. As much as you are studying and watching his every step and or misstep, understand that your pastor's focus and energy is given to making sure that you are the best that you can be. When there is evidence of erroneous teaching, when there is evidence of fallacy has snuck into the members of the church, the pastor has to stand strong. He has to be bold. When there is evidence of error that is snuck in amongst the church, he must speak boldly, but he's not rude. He is assertive, but he's not abusive. He is confident, but he's not arrogant. The pastor has a beautiful burden to give birth to that which God has imparted into him. He must bring and give labor to that which God has impregnated in him. Now, as he desperately dealing with the dilemma of seeking deliverance from all evil and the salvation of all the beloved, there are some times when trouble will slip in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trouble will slip into the house. It is unwarranted, but he is prepared. It is often unnecessary, but he is ready. Trouble is undesired, but he is prepared. Just as sure as the preacher delivers a soul-stirring, thought-provoking, life-changing sermon, the opposition is standing there ready to steal the power from the pulpit and stamp out your joy as much as he brings a well-felt fire delivering word of God the enemy stands and seeks to devour that which he has imparted into your life as we look into the text we see that the apostle Paul has put pen to paper and prepares himself to address a very concerning and threatening issue that has risen up in the church of Galatia Paul has stood among the Galatians and preached and delivered God's word and they have felt The change brought over their life and the Galatians have stepped away from legalism and they are now believing and operating in the spirit and the deliverance that offered by the death of Jesus Christ. But somebody don't like that. When you abandon falsehood, when you turn your back on the world, understand that people won't like that. When you are standing flat-footed, believing and hoping for that which God has given to you by way of the pastor, the world is not going to like that. The church of Galatia was once thrusting, was once 
bustling and thriving and believing and hoping and walking evidently proof that God can deliver. And now the enemy, the enemy has resurrected his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has reared in opposition not only to Paul, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the enemy has reared in opposition to the teachings of Christ. Church, if you don't know anything else, understand that when you oppose what the preacher brings, it is not him that you are attacking. When you have an opposition to something that is said by the man of God, it is not him that you put an affront against. If you oppose something that the preacher has delivered. You are threatening the image and the sacrifice that was made by Christ. You see, the Apostle Paul here in this greeting, he's preparing to correct some error amongst the Galatians. And if we're going to correct error among anybody, there are two things that must exist. All right. The first thing that he must show that he is the one qualified uh-huh. to correct the error. That's right. That's right. That's right. And he must also identify that there is error yes. to be corrected. Because he is a student of the law and he is a student of Christ. Apostle Paul lays out that he has the necessary credentials that as he writes to the church of Galatia, he informs them that, if we look at verse 1, he said, Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man. But he clarifies that he is writing under the authority of Jesus Christ. And God the Father who have raised him from the dead. Don't shoot your messenger. He does not desire to chasten you unnecessarily. He does not desire to correct you unnecessarily. The correction is designed to keep you from danger. The correction is designed to keep you from harm's way. The correction is designed to seek the maturation of the Christian that you can be all that you can be in Christ Jesus. The correction is designed not to be argumentative, not to be disputed. He stands as a living example of what God is able to do when man surrenders his members, surrenders his mind, surrenders his heart to the will of God. He stands to be a living, walking, breathing example of the power that rests upon him, not because of choice. I assure you that he did not choose to be a pastor. I assure to you that he did not choose one day to wake up and have the burden of the gospel placed on his life. I assure to 
to you that he did not wake up one morning and decide I want to lead God's people. Can I tell you this? That if he had it his way, he'd be sitting right where you are, a student and tutelage of the gospel himself. But there are some things that we don't have a choice in. There's some things that we don't have a decision in. He lays it out in verse 1. He said, Paul, an apostle, not by man. You may have voted and called and decided, but it was God that made the choice. He said, I'm called not by men. I may have been elected, but my God, I was first selected. Yeah, Jesus yeah, Christ, yeah, the yeah. God, the Father, is the one that gives him the ability to look out into the crowd and see error and look out into the crowd and see mistake. Paul, an apostle, not by man, neither by man. I was called, elected, selected, and chosen simply by Christ Jesus. But don't shoot your messenger before he goes into the trouble valley, before he walks down and tells them, I see where you went wrong because I've been watching from a distance. I hear what you're talking about. It sounds familiar because I once studied that same doctrine. I was once a follower of that same tutelage. I know what you went wrong. It sounds familiar. I've been there so I can tell you how to correct your steps. Paul, an apostle, he is qualified to do the correcting. The pastor who was placed here in God's mountain, he is qualified to do the correcting because there are things that God has shown him through his eyes and through his heart that you can't understand. There are things that God has revealed to him that you cannot foresee. There are things that are placed in his life that you will never. Yeah. Can I tell you something? You may think he sleeps good at night, but if there's trouble in the members, he gonna toss and turn. You, you, you may think that he don't care that big mama in the hospital, but, but, but can I tell you that he falls down on his knees with his face to the mother dust, and even on his job, even in his occupation, the church is on his heart. Paul lays out that I'm qualified. I'm qualified to walk down this road with you. He said, I'm not going to abandon the church. Understand something. Paul's ministry at Galatia, when, when he went there, he, he evangelized. He was the one who brought them the teachings of Christ. Many of them were persuaded and they converted from the Judaizers' train of thought and the thinking that, that, that limited their development. It limited their, their, their spirituality. He taught them and he preached to them and they believed in the teachings of Jesus Christ and they had abandoned yeah. the falsehood. Yeah. But now that the apostle has gone away, you know, there's a saying, when the cat's away, that's when the, the mice will play. Long as the cat is out, the mice will stay hidden. But, but, but now that the apostle Paul has gone away, now that he's no longer in, 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 in the presence, the enemy has sought to pour out poison among the Galatian church. And Paul hears word. He said, I, that, that sounds like something I've heard before. It sounds familiar. You, you have adopted a, a doctrine that I did not teach you, right. but, but I can stand firm and I can tell you that I, I've been down that road and that is falsehood, that is fallacy. Walk away from that, abandon that. Paul goes into verse 6. He said, I'm surprised how yeah. quickly. But before we get to the correction, Apostle Paul says, I'm qualified. All right. 
Church, there's something that you understand, have to understand about the man of God. He's qualified. Don't, don't, don't. The message may sting. It, it, it may bruise sometimes. But don't shoot your messenger. He, he, he has been qualified. The, the credentials that he have, you can't find them at Harvard. The, the, you, 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 you can read the resume, yeah. but, but the references that he has, yeah, it, it won't be found in the resume. Yeah, the, 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 the qualifications that he have, you, 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 you can read all about the education, all about the training. You, yeah. you, you can read all about what he's done in life, but, but, but the qualifications come from Jesus Christ. Paul could have laid out the specifications of his training that he received on Gamaliel, but upon his introduction to the church when he prepares to correct error, Paul says, I'm an apostle of Jesus Christ, not by man. I was not selected by man, but I was endowed with this beautiful burden by Jesus Christ himself. He is qualified, but don't you dare shoot your messenger. Let us move on. There is, there is an authority of the speaker. That's, that's, our, that's, our, that's our first stop right there. There, there. there is an authority of the speaker. When we were in school, we were trained and we were taught to be critical thinkers. You were trained and you were, you were taught how to read documents and discern who was an authority on the matter. At some point in your life, you were given information concerning propaganda. Some was rhetoric, some was satire, and some was fact. And you were charged and challenged with understanding what was rhetoric, what was fact, what was propaganda. And one of the very, very critical areas that you had to hone in on as a student is who is the authority on the matter. If you saw the title and it said Bugs Bunny, Bugs Bunny is a fictional character. So what in the world could he be an authority of? If you look in the title, said John Doe. John Doe is a miscellaneous name that does not identify any particular person. But when there was a document that showed credentials of someone who was qualified as an expert in the field, someone who had been proven to have information and knowledge concerning the area of study, then that meant that person was an authority on the matter that they were speaking on. Paul arrived in the church and he lets them know that since you yourself gave the preacher your hand and God your heart, you made the confession of faith that you believe in Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead. And I'm telling you that God himself revealed to me the transformation of his son, that I am an authority concerning the matter. I can speak as an authority of heaven's building, of heaven's 
business because I have the necessary qualification. Look at verse 1. He lets you know the authority that he speaks of. He said, I am an apostle, and he identifies himself as one in the presence of men, but not by man. I make the claim in front of you, but it's not about you. I preach to you, but I'm not preaching about you. I'm concerned with your salvation, and all at the same time, I'm not going to do anything other than the authority I have in Jesus Christ. What we see here is an establishment of authority. But before I, before I come down here and tell you everything that, 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 I, that I see and I tell you everything that, that, that I'm trying to correct, let me let you understand that I am an authority first. So, so what I'm going to do after this, Paul sets the stage. So let me, let me set the stage for what, what, what I, 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 need you to, I need you to focus in because understand the church of Galatia is a Christian church. These are people who have been baptized believers yeah. in the doctrine that Paul gave them that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin birth, that he was crucified, resurrected, and that he was coming again. These people are the early church that believe Jesus Christ is who he professed to be. He is the son of God. And since you have believed, you are subject to the authority that is Christ. If we watch our text, if, if you look at the way the apostle introduces himself, as he declares himself an apostle, as we watch verse 1, he says, I, I, I'm not chosen of man. I'm not man's apostle. Ne neither was I selected by man. But by Jesus Christ, Paul goes on, Paul goes on, and look at the, the, the third verse. There is something in there that, 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 that this, this is going to bless you. He says, grace be to you and peace from God the Father. He's greeting the church, and he's informing them of his position and stands and authority. Don't you dare shoot your messenger. And he says, and from our Lord Jesus Christ. As we watch our text, we must understand something. If I say I'm a believer, if I say I'm a, a, a member of the body of Christ, then Jesus, Jesus Christ must be my Lord. He must be a ruling, governing authority in my life. You see, it's good. We love to call him Jesus Christ. But when we put Lord in front of him, we let him know that he is a governing authority. Nobody is your Lord if they can't tell you what to do. You are not under the lordship of Christ if you can't be disciplined and chastened by the pastor you are not under the lordship of Christ if you cannot be guided and corrected you are not under the lordship of Christ he said he said he said great great grace peace he said I want you to understand that what I'm about to do I'm doing it under the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ in other words Paul said I can't shut up he let them know if, if, if even if I saw it, yeah. I, 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 can't, I can't be quiet. Lord, right. I, 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 I got to say something yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. it he, 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 he's let them know it ain't, a, it ain't about how I feel about you personally. Right. Let, let me leave that alone. What we see here is an establishment of authority. If we seek to correct, we must first be qualified to address the matter. Right. 
if you got some abdominal pain, are you going to go to your doctor and ask for a referral to an ophthalmologist? Uh, come on now. Of course not. If there's something wrong with your stomach, you're going to go see that gastroenterologist. You, you need the GI doctor. Yeah. Now, if your eyes are bad, you're going to see the ophthalmologist. But now that there was a problem that has resurrected and the matter needs to be corrected, you need to pick up the book. <laughs> if, if, if your soul is vexed and your spirit in trouble, you need to get in the book. If you're having spiritual problems, if you're having problems within the members of your household, within the members of the church, you need to get in the book. The teaching and the training that the Apostle Paul is about to bestow and teach down from it lines up correctly and doctrinally with the word of God. The problem that has resurrected cannot be found among men. Don't go running to people that's in the same boat as you or worse to hear what heaven is trying to deliver. God is speaking from heaven's highway. The preacher is proclaiming the good news of Calvary from heaven's balcony. You need to be corrected and chastised by the one who has the authority as the speaker. The pastor, much like Paul, has been given the diagnosis for ills that the churches, as well as the remedy to treat the illness as he treats the text. He understands what's wrong with you before you even knew yes, you sir. got sick. A well-preached word can diagnose, can treat, and can heal an illness even before you show signs and or symptoms. See, right now, you may be asymptomatic, but he yeah. gonna get up and he gonna preach the good news of yeah. Calvary Heaven Church, and what you're gonna find out is later on down the line, you're gonna understand it by and by. When that illness shows his head, you've already got the medicine that you need to be corrected and healed and delivered. The preacher proclaims things that will manifest in your life 10, 20 years down the road and when you find out you got that illness you already got the medicine to heal and deliver. But the good news is don't you dare shoot your messenger. Sit there, learn, be trained, allow him to hone his skill as he delivers what God has given him because he has the authority given to him by heaven. Understand something, but when Paul speaks in verse 1, he, 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 he identifies himself as an apostle, but he clarifies by which he has been given the authority to do so. See, so you got to listen sometimes that, that it's not always about, it's not always about the man, but more so about the source that the man comes from. He preaches from God's word, and while it may be his voice, it is God's will that he delivers. The words and instructions he gives come from the authority of heaven, but don't you dare shoot your messenger before they become before Paul begins to correct he lets them know that this thing ain't about me it's about the power that's vested in me don't you shoot your messenger he is the deliverer but he is not the originator he brings the word but the word has already been inscribed don't you dare shoot your messenger he only presents what God has given him don't you dare shoot your messenger he delivers what God has already prepared he feeds you the food that God has already cooked don't you dare shoot your Messenger. I promise you, he doesn't think he's all that. He just gives what God has given him. Right here in verse 1, he tells him why he qualified to correct it. He said, Paul, he said, I'm an apostle. I've been into the desert of loneliness and isolation. And while I was there, God showed up. 
what we must understand about the Apostle Paul, what makes him so effective is that he was both Jew and Gentile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what makes him so effective. He, he can relate to both sides. Yeah. It, it was nowhere you could go in that thing that Paul said, I, I'm, I'm familiar with that. I have secular education. I have worldly education. And I have spiritual training. And, and, what, and, what, and what, what makes the church of Galatia unique, what makes this letter unique, is because he says, I have the secular training, I have the worldly training, and I also have the spiritual education. Yeah, yeah, but but, yeah, what, yeah. I, but what, what Paul says, what I found out, what I found out about this thing, my secular and, and, and my worldly, he said, I knew how to be a sinner. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I was also trained and well, and well versed in the law. And, and I knew, I knew, I knew the letter of the law. I knew the Old Testament proficiently. I knew and understood the, old, the writings of Moses. I knew and understood the Pentateuch better than most of you in the church right now. He said, I knew I was well versed and trained. I, I, I studied and I mastered the Old Testament and I understood exactly the letters and the words. I could break it down and dissect it better than anybody that you ever know. And I also had worldly training that allowed me the authority to attack the church. But Paul, he, he writes to the church of Galatia, he lets them know that when I was done with my worldly, with my secular, when I had graduated with the PhD in sin, I chose Jesus. He said, I, I, knew, how to, I knew how to do that better than anybody. I, I, I mastered that better than anybody. But when I met Jesus, he, 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 he said, I thought I understood it. But when I met Jesus, I, I chose that over anything that I had learned in my life. Don't shoot your messenger. He has been trained and he has learned from his experience related to Christ Jesus that his love for Christ supersedes anything that he will ever do in the world. I hope God never puts him to the test, but I assure you if it came down to the world or his calling to preach the gospel the good news of Calvary, he will abandon any and everything in order to maintain a true and accurate relationship with Christ. The preacher has not chosen to do the assignment. But the assignment was chosen for the preacher. Don't shoot the messenger. Don't, 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 don't get it twisted. He, 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 he's not here. He's not here to randomly pick on you. He's not calling you out in the pulpit. The pulpit is not his place of opinion. We can disagree on a lot of things. We, we, can, we can haggle over a lot of things. Matter of fact, earlier this, this morning, he, he was talking about a place that no longer exists. He, 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 was, he, he was telling me about something that, that don't even exist anymore, and we, 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 we disagreed. And you, 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 you can disagree on opinions. You, you, you know, he, 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 was, he was talking about a place that's been closed down at least 10 years. And, and, and I was telling him about the, the, the greatest institution in the city of Birmingham. None other than Ramsey High. But, but he, he, we, we can disagree about, we can disagree about what exists on the southern border. And, and, and what, what used to be in the western section of Birmingham. We, we can disagree about whether the lion or the ram is better. But as it relates to the doctrinal truths of God's word. When the man of God stands and proclaims, I don't care how you feel about the text. 
when God allows him to give birth to the word of God, you must receive and be receptive. Correction is coming on down the line. But right now, Paul is just greeting you. I'm just speaking to you, letting you know that when I come into the house, I want you to understand it. As I begin to correct and rightly divide the word of truth, it is not about you. Don't you shoot the messenger. The authority of the speaker cannot be attributed to anything that's found down here on earth. The authority of the speaker is found right there in verse 1. He is an apostle. He is a preacher. He is a proclaimer. Not by man, not neither by, neither for man, but he is called and chosen by God. Don't you shoot the messenger because the authority given to him. It can't be found down here on earth. Don't shoot the messenger. He has the authority given by Christ Jesus. Don't shoot the messenger. Before we take our seat, we want you to understand that there's authority given over the audience. <laughs> there is authority given over the audience. It's not a popular position I see. There was an authority given over the congregation. The authority given is not designed to be abusive. The authority given is not designed to be argumentative. The authority given is not designed to be disruptive. But the authority given over the audience is one that's given to the preacher that he can correct for the better good. He declares, here Paul declares he is an apostle and that he is writing here as an indication of him establishing authority to address the church, much like the pastor has the challenge that while opposition does rear his head, he has authority over the congregation that he can correct when error is made. It's not designed to be abusive. It's not designed to be argumentative but it's designed for one specified purpose, and that is solely that God be glorified. He only corrects when necessary because those are the areas of life that will threaten your potential growth. But all the while he's correcting and chastising, understand that he is standing on the truth. He's standing on the principle and doctrine that will help heal and will not hurt. Don't start huffing and puffing. Don't shoot the messenger. Just remember that God placed it in his heart and the preacher is only proclaiming that which God has given them. He has an authority over the audience that while he is the head, while he is the one who has the captive audience, don't you shoot your messenger because the authority placed on his life over the church will allow him to correct error. It will allow him to right wrongs. It will allow him to guide your life in a way that you 
you've never seen before. When you surrender to the word and the teaching of what the preacher has to say, you will understand that his words are coming out of his mouth, but it is inspired and given to him by God. He is a preacher among preachers that had to be called by God. No man could send him. No man could draw him. No man could drive him. He comes under the authority that's given to him by God. But let us set the record straight. Don't you dare arm yourself to shoot the messenger because while you're drawing back your bow, while you're pulling your trigger, understand that he is God's preacher. You didn't send him. You can't go get him. You cannot send him away. Don't shoot your messenger because the church has a man of God that's placed with an authority that's given by God that he will correct. He will chastise. He will laugh and he will clap. He will joy and revel with you. But the authority is endowed and even while he's clapping, even while he's singing, even while he's praying, he's watchful for the enemy because he knows that in times of joy, the enemy can come in. I like the way Paul begins this letter. and He says, I am an apostle, not by men, not of man, but by Jesus Christ. I want you to understand, don't shoot your messenger because, and God the Father who raised him from the dead. And then Paul says, all the brethren that are with me, they labor in the gospel unto the churches of Galatia. I need you to understand that even though I'm about to correct you, I want grace to be unto you. Even though I'm about to chastise you, I want peace from the Father God. That while we disagree, I want us to disagree in peace. While we are standing in opposition, I want the opposition to be in peace from what our Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sin that he might deliver us from all present of the evil world one of these old days I don't care how long you stay down here you got to leave these wandering shores and the design of the church is that all of us one day will see him and we will be face to face he said according to the will of God and our father to whom be glory forever and ever Paul wants the church to understand that one day the things that I chastise you for down here will be no longer. One day the things that we disagree with down here will be no longer. I need you to understand that one of these old days you're going to bury your sword in the sandy banks of time. Study war no more. One day that bed is going to be your cooling board. One day those sheets are going to be your winding sheets. One of those days your tongue will cleave to the root of your mouth. You will go into your prayer closet to return no more. One day it'll all be said and done. But what I need you to understand is Give God your all. Give God your heart. Believe that Jesus Christ was resurrected from the dead and we shall see him. Paul, yeah. oh, I want you to understand something. Yeah. One day, the ultimate delivery is going to take place. One day, COVID-19 is going to be your least concern. One day, congregating going to be your least concern. He said we're going to see him face to face one day I will see Mary's baby I will see the matchless lamb of God one day I will see the one who rode the nine month long nature train pulled the umbilical cord got off in a little town called Bethlehem one day I will see the baby who was laid in a manger one day I will see the one who was cast out of the Ramada one day I will see the one who they didn't have room for in the Marriott one day I will see the one that they didn't make room for in the Radisson one of these days I will see the one who the Hard Rock Hotel didn't have room for one day I will see him and behold him face to face and he will say Come on in. 
But don't shoot the messenger. Along the way, he got to do some correcting. He, he preaching to you, but not about you. If, if you don't know anything else, remember, the, the, the authority came from God. And he has authority over you. The door to the church open. Somebody might be out there in the virtual world. And this just came across your screen. Somebody might have shared it. And you was laying there, you was watching a fist fight. And the next thing you know, you kept scrolling and you was in church. <laughs> and you paused long enough to hear about Jesus. All I'm going to tell you is the plan of salvation is a simple one. The Bible says that thou shalt confess with thy mouth and believe in thy heart that God has raised his son from the dead. The Bible says thou shalt be saved. You may be wondering, what, can I wait the next week? No, there's a lot of things I, I'll take a chance on. But, you, you know, I, I, I might do 65 and a 50. I might do a rolling stop at a stop sign. But I, I won't take a chance on whether or not I lay down tonight and I wake up with the opportunity to do it again. Because you may lay down tonight. And they say, used to say this may be your last time. The door to the church open. Amen.